Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's convention commercial time, and this could very well be the last commercial for convention that you hear. You're going to miss these commercials. Why? Because that will mean that the convention deadline, which is this Thursday, August 24th, has come. And that's the saddest thing I can think of. No more commercials and deadline is here. The power of the big book, your weekend, September 15th through the 17th. 2017 at the Liberty International Airport Marriott Hotel and Convention Center is 25 days away, but deadline is this Thursday. There's been quite a something going on around here. We have all felt it and want it, all of it. Something made you decide to be a part of this Visions family. Something bigger than these commercials for sure. Something bigger than all of us. We are seekers, seekers, seekers of truth, seeker of life, seekers of change, seekers of freedom. Let's come together, shoulder to shoulder, heart to heart, wherever you are in this world. Come, and you can be with us all in real time. Being together in this way is like something you have never imagined. We are no longer square pegs and round holes when we are in front of each other. We belong together. We don't do this thing alone anymore. We recover in real time, face-to-face together. This is an experience you won't want to miss, and we want you to join us. Together, let's try to get closer to this wonderful power that we experience that's outlined in the big book, the creator within the pages of the big book that changes shattered lives. Convention, when our eyes meet, will be the evidence of the living miracle that is recovery. You know, maybe you're like a new friend that I spoke with yesterday. She listens sometimes to visions, too afraid to talk, too afraid to reach out, didn't the last, um, I'm sorry, didn't attend last convention and really pondered whether or not she would come to this convention. She has a mustard seed of willingness to learn more about a vision for you about these 12 steps and found that maybe, just maybe, there's a little bit of hope in there around that fear. Well, is this you? Is this you? Well, this newcomer is coming. She's scared. Oh, yeah, she's scared and a teeny tiny bit hopeful. And that's enough for her to be here, she decided. She's turned her faith and trust and laid her money down. Why not you? We want you to join us. It's together that we recover. Well, if you are new or perhaps unable to get abstinent or unable to stay abstinent, take this invitation deadly seriously. The bottom of the bottom has fallen out. Let the power of the big book put it all back together again. The excitement of soul surgery begins on Friday night, September 15th at 7 p.m. sharp. Convention 2017, A Vision for You, presents what we live and breathe and believe through miracle after miracle that comes from the power of this big book. Some very important additional announcements here, ladies and gentlemen. The Marriott Hotel is booked solid. The entire hotel is booked out. There is no more room. So if you have a room and will be surrendering it because for some huge unfortunate reason you will not be able to join us 
please call me before you cancel it, please. Why? Because we have many people that for a very important health reason or other real concerns are not able to stay anywhere else and want to attend this convention but cannot, but for that they would have a room at the Marriott. If you have a room at the Marriott or the Renaissance Hotel and would consider sharing your room with another person, please go to our community bulletin board and on that website at www.avisionforyou.info, you will see that several fellows are waiting to register for convention pending the availability of a room or able to share costs with another person because they could not go otherwise. We much appreciate this generous consideration so another person might attend. Also check out our website bulletin board. If you're driving a car or have a car, there are a couple of fellows on that site that are looking for a ride and will share costs and fuel and tolls, etc. And they would be able to come and register if they had that ride. You'll also see a few fellows that are seeking rides from particular destinations. You'll find folks looking to get together that are coming from Massachusetts, Maryland, Harrisburg, Virginia, and from Pennsylvania. If you can lend a hand in riding or driving, please check out our website. We want to bring any and all to recovery, and we sure would appreciate your help on these things. So go for all things convention to www.avision4u.info. You will find all that you need to be there. If registering is difficult, please call the convention contact persons, and we will help you get registered online. And thank you for your precious time this morning. It is that important. Now it's time for our Sunday special edition. What step are you on? I hand this over to you. Thank you. Thanks, Melanie. And good morning, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of A Vision for You. Today is Sunday, August twentieth, two 2017. The share IDs for Friday, August eighteenth, are the following. For the 7 a.m. Eastern meeting, 10327. And for 10 a.m. Eastern meeting, 10329. This morning, a vision for you poses the question, what step are you on? For members of Overeaters Anonymous, the steps serve a specific purpose. The 12 steps are a group of principles, spiritual in their nature, which, if practiced as a way of life, can expel the obsession to compulsively overeat and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. In Overeaters Anonymous, we have meetings, we have retreats, we have conventions, sponsors, literature. However, the heart of Overeaters Anonymous are the 12 steps. All the rest of it is just the atmosphere that encourages, supports, and guides each individual on their own unique spiritual journey of the 12 steps of recovery. The 12 steps are introduced in Chapter 5 of the Big Book with these words, Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Our path is the 12 steps. They are the heartbeat of recovery. To work the program is to work the 12 steps. To live the program is to live the 12 steps of recovery. Today, a vision for you directs the question to our numerous individual members. What step are you on? 
please share for approximately three minutes what step you are implementing in your own recovery process. If you are recovered, how are you continuing to foster your own spiritual life and growing in consciousness? We look forward to hearing from all of you. So let's get started. Press star one to unmute and announce yourself in order to share this morning. Penny C. Penny C. I didn't catch Hi, Carmela. Who's Linda D. from Connecticut? Linda D. Jody EQ. Roz. Jody EQ. Charles H. Charles H. Roz R. from Florida. Thank you, Roz. And who else was there before Charles? I heard somebody. Was that Chrissy? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Let's start with that group. Penny C., go right ahead. Hi. Thank you, Leah. Thank you, everybody. Good morning, everyone. Um, Beautiful Sunday morning. The, when I first heard this on um, Penny C, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in the Boston area, when I first heard the topic of this meeting would be what, you know, what step are you on, what occurred to me right away and what I remembered was there was a nun who used to do retreats, uh, 12-step retreats in, in this area, and in fact, all over New York, all over the country, and uh, who she's now in an infirmary and unable to do it, but... One of the things she said on the many retreats I attended that she presented, and she presented them as a spiritual tune-up. We all need spiritual tune-ups, she would say. And it was always to be a student of the steps. Always be a student of the steps. So right away, my answer would be that I'm on the step that my whole meeting is studying right now. I'm practicing all of the steps. But what am I studying? I'm studying step 10 because that happens to be in depth. I'm studying it because that's the step that my whole meeting, A Vision for You, is on. And I I constantly tell people that, that, you know, in order to continue to live a holy, happy, serene life in, in constant contact with my higher power, I must be, I must be always, always, a student of the steps, and I'm going to pass with that. Thank you. Thank you, Penny C. Linda D., you're up. Good morning. Let me turn this fan off. You'll never hear a thing. Uh, Hi, I'm Linda D. from Connecticut, and I'm so grateful to be here and abstinent and able to talk about this. Um, I have a home group. I have two of them in another fellowship, AA, and here, and Visions. So naturally I'm following, oh, I have four and a half years and a little bit of recovery. That's thrilling to be four and a half years old after 35 years. Um, Okay. Uh, Of course, I'm going along with Visions, and I'm using that every day. Uh, And my other home group, uh, we do it quicker than that. So actually what it boils down to for me in my life right now is step three because I have to be willing to turn my ideas and my actions over to God and I am to a point 
And then, and I do, or I wouldn't have what I have, uh, by grace. Um, but there's the part of me that's a little kid that's very scared that goes, I don't know if these new ideas will work. Now, that's not rational because God is real, really real and spectacular. And I know that, and I say it to my sponsor regularly. So why wouldn't the new thing work? It's because I, my vision is very small sometimes. It's like a little kid. And I need all of you, all the tools, and I need to jump, as uh, one of the philosophers says. Jump, and the net will appear. And it always does. So I'm trudging along with this latest thing, which is lose, uh, learning how to pace myself, not to be panicked and too busy fixing my life and what a joy it is actually it it's nice to stop it's just scary (laughs) will it all get done well eventually it will so i thank you so much i have no hope of um a new life without all of this and it's always spectacular on the other side i'm just trudging along shoulder to shoulder as one of our folks says it's true it's work And that's okay. My God, I'm not crazy anymore. It's wonderful. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Linda D. Roz G, followed by Carmela G. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, Vision for You people. Uh, My name is Roz G, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And I went through all 12 steps uh, Oh, since December 30th of 2016 with um, this group, uh, with a sponsor from this group. And uh, I experienced the most profound uh, spiritual awakening I have ever experienced through three sources. Um, two, uh, Joe and Charlie, Herb Kay, my sponsor, and listening to this meeting every day. So I finished, well, you know what I mean. I finished the 12 steps, but I've never finished. So as I live in 10, 11, and 12, I found it necessary to go back to step one. And I'm focusing on the doctor's opinion. And so as this time, as I'm going through uh, this, you know, uh, dealing with the problem, knowing what, with, what, what my problem is, because when I, Whenever I, um, my, my pattern of recovery is, is that I discover a new character defect that um, maybe didn't come out before. As they say, more will be revealed. And uh, I have a, a couple of other addictions as a result of not eating the food, <laughs> turning to something to make me feel better. So as I, as I continue to turn to God, uh, there's a couple of other things that, you know, I could, could be problematic, and uh, I'm back at step one. And I'm going through that doctor's opinion with the Joe and Charlie tape. They're very big book oriented. I'm thinking about how allergic I am to whether it's a food that I need to let go of or a couple of other uh, activities that, that I need to let go of. And it's humbling because I'm much more open I'm, I've, I've been humbled. I've been eating humble pie all year. The pie I've been eating is humble pie all year long. And um, 
that's my word of the year, humility and being humble. And I'm so looking forward to coming to the convention and meeting all of you. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Roz G. Carmela G, followed by Roz R. Good morning. This is Carmela G from New York. Thank you so much all for your service. Um, I, When you announced that this was going to be what step you're living in, I thought about it, and then I wanted to look at what page in the book meant the most to me, because the whole book means a lot. But I randomly let God select, so I opened the book randomly, and I came to page 14, Bill's story. And I think this sums up my my life today as a recovered person, and it took me six decades to get to this point uh, now. Uh, so I'm just going to read this short passage. It's on page 14. Simple, but not easy. A price had to be paid. It meant destruction of self-centeredness. I must turn in all things to the Father of light who presides over us all. These are revolutionary and drastic proposals. But the moment I fully accepted them, the effect was electric. There was a sense of victory followed by such a peace and serenity as I had never known. There was utter confidence. I felt lifted up as though the great clean wind of a mountaintop blew through and through. God comes to most men gradually, but his impact on me was sudden and profound. And um, I was always a woman of faith, but I had a faith that was a little bit, I was a little confused. I thought I could boss God around. And now in program, having worked all the steps and living every single day in step one, two, and three, I do not move out of my bed until every morning, as soon as I open my eyes, I surrender and tell God that I trust him. I don't turn on anything until I make that connection because he, not me, is my power source. And I can't believe it took me over six decades to finally get that, that as long as I'm connected to him, I am filled with his goodness and power, and my life has to be what he wants me to do, not self-willed and self-deceit to myself. Thank you so much for allowing me to share, and thank you for the service. Thank you, Carmela G. Razar. Hi. Can can I be heard? You can. Thank you very much, uh, Leah. Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm Roz R. from Florida, um, recovered, compulsive overeater, um, residing right now in Illinois, going home on the 24th. I'm grateful for that. Um, anyway, I love the idea of this. Um, unfortunately, I don't have my original big book, but I brought my teeny tiny copy with me to travel. And I kind of did the same thing. I opened it up to some of the things that um, were in here. And I thought I would uh, just, it was profound because being recovered, which I never thought I'd ever say, and being um, 
free of the obsession and the change in uh, personality that, you know, the way I think, the way I act has been so profound. And when I open this page, it's perfect. At the bottom of page 86, it says, in thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. And then at the bottom of page 87, I never, I never knew this. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful. Oh, my God. I never paused. I reacted all the time. But this was new. And after the right thought or action, we constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show. Um, this, is, this is one of the huge reasons why, why I got into the food all the time. I had an ego that would not allow me to ask people for help that um, would never ask God. I just, I just didn't ever think to ask God. I really felt like I was terminally unique and that I could do this on my own. And, you know, you've heard it, the, the acronym for ISM. I sponsor myself. And that's kind of what I did. I sponsored, I had a sponsor in name only. Um, but now I follow all these principles. I live in 10, 11, and 12. Um, I do not let a moment go by. If there is something bothering me, you know, I immediately ask God to remove whatever it is, the fear, the jealousy, the anger, the resentment, immediately. It's not even a question anymore. And there are times where there is no way to, to talk to someone um, and, and discuss it. Uh, but I always know that it's not going to go unattended. I will, or I give it over to God. Um, I, I follow the directions in this book. Like, like they said, my hair is on fire. Let me tell you, I follow the directions in this book because what I've experienced, um, is a gift that I just don't even know how to thank this group for. And I am so grateful that I'm going to be able to come to the convention and meet all of you and, um, counting the days down. But uh, anyway, every part of this book, you know, is, is meaningful. So um, <clears throat> my time is almost up. Thank you for letting me share. Um, thank you for everybody on this line. I am just like in awe that I'm going to be able to actually meet you all face-to-face soon. Thank you so much. Have a great day, and I pass. Thank you, Roz R. Jody EQ, followed by Chrissy G, and then Charles H. Thank you, Leah. Good morning, everybody. This is Jody EQ, gratefully recovered in Florida right now. And excited about coming up the eastern coast to come to the convention. What step am I on? Well, I believe I am on uh, most all of them every day. Uh, Every day that I am abstinent, I am taking step one. I'm conceding to my innermost self that I am a compulsive overeater, a real one, and that there are foods I cannot eat. And uh, I do that every day. And every day I am abstinent, I'm on step one. I'm taking step one. Every day I turn my will and my life over to the care of the God of my understanding every single day. So I'm taking step three every day and throughout the day. I work step 10 when I need to, which is every day pretty much, either by going straight to God or by picking up the phone and doing a 10th step. I work step 11 every day, uh, praying for guidance throughout the day and also meditating every morning and just being with my creator to the best of my ability. I work step 12 every day as I sponsor others carrying this message and trying to be of service uh, to this group that I am so grateful to 
and in any way I can be to the uh, fellowship. And then as I sponsor, I'm on any step that my sponsee is on. Uh, just yesterday I was listening to a podcast on steps five, six, and seven that I had that I wanted to uh, listen to before I recommended it to a sponsee, and it was wonderful. And it took me back to steps five, six, and seven, both from the uh, perspective of someone going through the steps and as a sponsor. It's a great podcast by Ruth. I can't remember her initial. Anyway, so I'm pretty much working most of the steps all the time, and what a way of life it is. I am so grateful uh, for Alcoholics Anonymous, Bill Wilson and the others that founded Alcoholics Anonymous, for my brother who 12-stepped me. He's a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. He gave me a big book when he was about a year sober and was exactly what I needed almost 30 years ago. So just, uh, yeah, pretty much every step, every day. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jody EQ. Chrissy G, please. Good morning. It's Chrissy G, recovered compulsive overeater and anorexic from New Jersey. And um, as Jody was sharing, I was thinking, um, yeah, that's pretty much what all that I have to say too in terms of practicing all of these these principles, all of these steps in in my affairs every day. I um I wrote down you know just some thoughts and it was it was just interesting to me that when I think of the steps that I'm working on I kind of think of them in backwards order and it's not because um the 12 step is more important than the first step when I'm thinking of like my day and how it's laid out how it's structured I think the majority of my time and energy on um, 12, the 12th step is more is is larger. I'm doing more of the 12th step at this point in my recovery, but I'm working all the steps. So it kind of goes back um, backwards. My 12th step is working daily with my sponsees and weekly on on steps, and and then I have step 11 is probably the one that I have the next mo- you know most devoted time to in my day is you I go to church daily usually and when I can't I have a prayer time at least a half an hour where I get connected with God and really get a plan a plan for the day and it's it's a plan that's like really flexible um because I'm I'm in step 3 and I'm I'm living in God's will, hopefully, every day and until I'm not. And when I get caught up, I have the 10th step and I do a daily review um, with with a partner. I do a daily review with a partner and I look over what my gratitudes are and what my resentments, if any, or fears or selfishness, things that I've kept to myself during the that I need to share with someone else and where I'm of service, what defects are cropping up and what's the corrective measures. And and again, just sharing what my plan for the day is with, with another person um, to get some perspective on it sometimes. And when I get choked up and resentments crop up and fears crop up and those things crop up on the moment, 
I get in touch with a sponsor, a spiritual guide, and um, do what's otherwise known as a 10-step turnaround on it right away. Um, This works for me, and taking other people's calls works for me to keep me working in the steps, living the principles daily. And as far as steps one, two, and three, it's my attitude towards my life and my higher power that I take, I live in, I seek to find and do God's will and stay in emotional balance. So that's, you know, that's the, that's the overarching theme of my life is to stay in emotional balance. And I know that this is achieved only through living in God's will, which means to be seeking what that is and not always about my own agenda, which was how I lived in the past. So um, that's all I have to share with that I pass. Thank you, Chrissy G. Charles H., you're up. Thank you, Leah, and everybody that does service for this wonderful um, meeting. Charles H., a recovered compulsive overeater. So, um, so I, you know, I believe that Mentally, spiritually, and physically, I walk up and down all these steps on a continuous basis, um, trying to enlarge and grow. Um, and there's four places in a big book that I'm going to supplement um, what I'm talking about. So the first, first page is page 50, where it says, um, there are thousands of men and women, worldly indeed, they flatly declare that since they have come to believe in a power greater than themselves, to take a certain attitude towards that power and to do certain simple things, there's been revolutionary changes in their way of living and thinking. So that really that really cemented things for me. Like, you know what? I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to I'm study this text with people every single day. I don't care how busy I am because I'm not too busy to, 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 to change my life. And then um, page 66 where it says, but with the alcoholic whose hope is the maintenance and growth, not just maintaining, growing of a, uh, of a spiritual experience, this business of resentment is infinitely grave. And let me tell you, sometimes working with people that have um, a, a second-step issue and they try to intellectualize everything, I build up resentments with them, but I go right into it right there and say, you know, I want to make an amends for that. And instead of hanging up, I need you to work with me despite my flaws and we just work together and it's just an amazing um, love scene. So then I want to take you to page 124 when it says we grow by our willingness to face and rectify errors and convert them into assets. So my character defect of stubbornness is really persistence. So, and of course, the, uh, how we close every meeting. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and, and your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you will find and join us. And we know the rest. I want to stay on clear away the wreckage of your past. Five seconds ago is my past. I need to clear it. Because if I don't clear it, I'm blocked. And with that, i like to pass. Thank you, Leah, for your service. Thank you, Charles H. All right. Well, good morning and welcome if you're just joining us. This morning, A Vision for You poses the question to you, our individual membership. What step are you on? Please share what step you're implementing in your recovery process. If you're recovered, how are you enriching and nurturing your spiritual life today? 
Star one to unmute and announce yourself, please. Harlan G. Rachel. Julie M. Harlan G. Rachel. I didn't catch your initial, Rachel. Rachel Rachel Mary G. Mary G. Malaya. Suji. Kathy G. All right, I have I'm I missed a lot of you. So Harlan, thank you in advance for your patience. Harlan G, Rachel, I have Leah D, uh, Mary, Suji, Kathy T. Who did I miss? Julie Kathy G. Anna Sam. Linda P. Melinda. I guess you can't hear me. I hear you, Janice. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Don't get discouraged. No, I'll never I hear get you. Discouraged, oh. Okay, excellent. Let's start off with Harlan G, and then Rachel, then Leah D, please. Thanks, Leah. This is Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, I want to thank you for your service this morning, Leah, and I also want to thank Team Sunday or thank Team Special Edition for making this magnificent meeting possible. All the pain of this illness, all the horror, the nightmare of what this is, the loneliness, the physical pain, the living life apart from instead of a part of. I've heard it said that nothing is wasted in God's world. What's God going to do with all the tears that I cried watching life pass me by? watching decades and decades of my life getting flushed down the toilet, sitting at home, eating food that I didn't want to eat, eating food against my will, getting fatter and fatter while I fantasized about being thinner and thinner. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, not having had a spiritual awakening as a result of sitting in meetings, but working the steps. We tried to carry this message, the message of the big book, to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. We come from the Oxford group, and the Oxford groupers were people practicing first century Christianity to the very best of their ability. We come from a culture of the Oxford group that says, be of maximum service to God and the people about you. Dr. Silkworth calls it an altruistic movement. Bill says in his story that when all other measures fail, work with another alcoholic will save the day. On page 77, it tells me everything I need to know when it says, our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. That's pure Oxford group. In another part of the book, it says, helping others is the foundation stone of my recovery. On page 570 in Appendix 3 of the Medical View on AA, it says, Dr. Bauer writes, Alcoholics Anonymous are no crusaders, not a temperance society. They know that they must never drink. They help others with similar problems. In this atmosphere, the alcoholic often overcomes his excessive concentration upon himself, learning to depend upon a higher power, and absorb himself in his work with other alcoholics, he remains sober day by day. The days add up into weeks, the weeks into months and years. So by doing step 12 and taking people through the work constantly, 
I am reminded and reviewed and rehashing all the steps. But I live in 10, 11, and 12 on a minute-to-minute basis throughout my life. And in so doing, I have not compulsively overeaten in 18 and a half, almost 19 years, and I have done so happily. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Harlan G. Rachel. Good morning. Hi, it's Rachel W. Thank you, Leah, for your service. Thank Good morning, everyone. I'm calling from New York. I'm a recover compulsive overeater. And it's such a great topic. And it's, you know, I'm just saying the same thing that um, as other people that um, just living in all of these steps is what I, I do every day. And sometimes I don't even realize I'm doing it. You know, I'll just take on more meditation and realize I'm doing more of a step 11, um, constantly enlarging my, my higher power base. Um, so really, the truth is, yes, it is living in all the steps. And yet I do, um, I do um, you know, participate in a big book study, and now we're doing step six. And I'm, I'm reminded that you know, becoming entirely ready to, to remove my defects of character is so similar to, to putting down the food. You know, am I really ready for this? Am I really ready to be a different person? And, um, and I think you know, what I've been shown is, you know, as long as I don't judge myself for these character defects, I can actually have movement in my program and, um, and keep on persevering. And that's the thing. As an addict, I think that what I do is I, I, it's all or nothing, black or white, good or bad, you know, and I've got that, that voice judging myself in my mind and that the disease of the mind. But that's really all it is. is it's, um, it is a, a disease of the mind. It is, it's, not, it's, it's very real, but it's not true. You know, and I, and I was thinking how perfect it is to, uh, to mention the eclipse. You know, I love astronomy um, in general, but the fact is that, um, you know, now that it's being, you know, that we're having this eclipse tomorrow, um, it came to mind that, you know, the sun is about 850,000 um, miles across and the moon is only 2,000 miles in diameter, but it's still able to block out the sun at that time because it's 400 times closer to the earth than the sun is. So really it's, it's a mind thing. We could think that the moon is just the same you know, same size, but it's not, you know, and that to me is exactly what the, um, the, this disease will do. You know, it'll take my, my thinking and it'll, and it'll, it'll, you know, really play, play games with it and, and I'll become a different person through it. So coming into this program and being reminded of that, that mental obsession, that it is a disease of the mind and then being encouraged to, to lean into this fellowship and lean into these steps, not just once or twice, but over and over because, Another thing I found is is the far-reaching effects of of each of each of these steps into into myself, into my life. The effects of the diseases. I'm only beginning to learn it, you know, in in this process, and I've been here for many years. Um, and but the effects of this healing and recovery is um, it's far-reaching. So the idea of just you know each day waking up, leaning into all of these steps, is uh, is a way of life for me. And, um, and of course, you know, with the meeting being on step 10 and also in my step study, I've got step six. And so it's a constant effort, um, with, with, with every step. Thank you so much for letting me share my pass. Thank you, Rachel W. We'll have Leah D followed by Mary, Sue G and Angela P. Leah D, please. Thank you, Leah. It's Leah D from Brooklyn. Um, I volunteered and I got scared and said, oh my gosh, what do I have to say? I have a lot to say. Um, I love this meeting. I love the topic. I've gotten so much. Um, I'm in the room for 42 years, 
and I had a lot the first nine years of food recovery, but I didn't have program recovery because the steps were not done in the old days. You did the one, two, three, and somehow they always told me I had a three-fold illness, and I really have a two-fold illness. And today, for actually 623 days, I live in the big book, and I do live in 10, 11, and 12, but when you mentioned steps, step three came to me. Because step three is a big step, because I turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understand him. And I, too, like the method of opening the big book and sticking my finger in and seeing God's message, but I don't have my big book here. So I did my uh, um, virtual computer, and I opened it up, and it went to step three. And what I got here is I found a little prayer that was used by Dr. Bob, and I'd like to share it because it's really special. It says, Dear God, I'm sorry about the mess I made, I've made in my life. I want to turn away from all the wrong things I've ever done and all the wrong things I've ever been. Please forgive me for all of it. I know you have the power to change my life and can turn me into a winner. Thank you, God, for getting my attention long enough to interest me in trying it your way. God, please take over the management of my life and everything about me. I am making this conscious decision to turn my will and my life over to your care, and I'm asking you to please take over all parts of my life. Please, God, move it into my heart. However you do it is your business, but make yourself real inside me and fill my awful emptiness. Fill me with your love and Holy Spirit and make me know your will for me. And now, God, help yourself to me and keep on doing it. I'm not sure I want you to, but do it anyway. I rejoice that I am now a part of your people, that my uncertainty is gone forever, and that you have now have control of my will and my life. Thank you, and I praise your name. Amen. And with that, I pass, and thank you all for being here. Thank you, Leah D. Mary, your turn. Hi, Leah. This is Mary G. from New York. Yes. I just want to first express gratitude to you and Melanie and all the people that are regulars on the line. I'm relatively new and I just feel so grateful to have found vision, or God led me to it. But I'm in the middle of my fourth step, and I had a talk with my sponsor this morning. She said, you can share on the line this morning. It would be perfect. You're right in the middle of your fourth step. And I, so I got up my courage and said, yeah, I can share, because I came here after 17 years of... Um, falling on my feet, on my face, over and over again in 12-step food programs, getting a little bit of recovery and then relapsing over and over and over again like so many of us. And I was lurking around on vision for about six months before I introduced myself as a new person and got a sponsor. And it's been such an amazing, incredible journey for me. Um, And the hope began with we agnostics. Going through that chapter with my sponsor, I began to feel just this overwhelming, overwhelming groundswell of hope that I could recover. I came to believe that I, too, could recover. And going through this fourth step has been just really hard, as I know all of you know. I've, yesterday I made some outreach calls because I felt like I was going to just implode with anxiety and anger and all these emotions that were coming up. But I made it through the day with your help and with the help of my higher power, and 
I'm coming to see that, you know, concluding that other people in my life were wrong really was as far as I had ever gotten. And this program is leading me to a whole new attitude and outlook, and I just feel like I can't wait to get to get to that place of freedom. So whatever it takes, I'm willing to do, and I'm grateful that I don't have to do it alone. So thanks for letting me share, and I hope to meet many of you next month in New Jersey. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Mary G. Here's the lineup. Sue G, Angela P, Kathy G, Julie M, Janice M, Lynn S, and Melinda H. Sue G, your turn. Thank you. Good morning. This is Sue G from Michigan, recovered by the grace of God. And I have been struggling somewhat, um, hanging on. So right now, the step that I'm working on the most is step 11, because it includes three, includes 10, because I plan my day. Um, I, I It includes 12, uh, because without a spiritual, being spiritually strong, I cannot do 12. I can't give away what I don't have. I have to be spiritually strong. So my strength comes from meeting with God every morning and uh, making a point to not miss that appointment. And uh, it's giving me renewed strength and hope that I can remain abstinent and that I can remain in recovery. And if I miss step 11, I think for me, I've missed, I'm missing the boat. Um, so with that, I, I, I thank you and I hope you guys have a great time at the retreat. It's too far away for me to go, but um, I'll be praying for you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Suji. Angela P. Star one to unmute Angela P. Oh, thank you. I thought I was unmuted, so I was speaking. <laughs> thank you, Leah. Hi, everybody. This is Angela P. in Washington State, and I'm very grateful to be here and to be able to share today. Um, gosh, um, I uh, am on step eight, and this is my fourth time through the steps. I've been in um program for a few years, and I uh, have just recently as of February, found abstinence again um, after a relapse and confusion and wondering, you know, how do I recover on, on all, all the levels? And, and um, I found that abstinence and have, have really, it's just been an amazing six months. Um, and you know, step eight made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. So the the, the first few times around, um, steps eight and nine were, have been really confusing for me. Um, why? I don't know. It seems like it should be so simple, but this time um, I am hoping it's it's a different experience, and it has been for all the steps uh, every time. And every day, um, going through different questions, things like, 
you know, um, why is it necessary to make a list of all persons I've harmed and become willing to make amends to them? You know, my thought on this is forgiveness. Forgiveness, um, having a clear, you know, clearing that past uh, to have that spiritual freedom um, and really being focused on the present and having that grace for myself um, and others allows me to be really present, present for my family, present to um, all of you um, and myself. And um, in 12 and 12, I noticed um, on page 79, it says, in many instances, we shall find that though the harm done others has not been great, the emotional harm we've done ourselves has, and I've really been much more aware of that this time as well, just that um, looking at, you know, what is the emotional harm that I've done to myself? Um, the other piece I wanted to point out was we must, uh, we must, we should avoid extreme judgments, both of ourselves and others involved. We must not exaggerate our defects or theirs. A quiet, objective view will be our steadfast aim. And to me, that means we become reasonable people. We are, um, we just, we don't react, we react emotionally, we respond, we take that time. Um, to respond and this this whole step for me is about relationships and uh, I'm just grateful to be here and be um, working steps with you and be able to share where I am in this journey thanks for for being part of it with me and I pass thanks Leah thank you Angela P Cassie G your turn hi this is Cassie G from Illinois can you hear me I can. Thank you. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Uh, I told you when I first got on the line that I'm sitting in my hammock in Illinois watching the sunrise, and I wouldn't rather be any place right now than with all of you, not even kidding. I'm so grateful. Um, In 1990, I first came to OA, and I thought I had worked through the steps And I got set free from bulimia by the grace of God. But what happened is I was in for many years. And then I just thought I was healed. And I left away for several years. And I've been set free from many things in my life. But all of a sudden I realized that I still never had the back-to-back abstinence and peace and freedom around food that I longed for. So it was just a couple months ago, I came on the lines, a friend of mine who's been in recovery, who I met back in, you know, when I was first in program many years ago, she told me that there were now phone meetings. And so I got onto the phone meetings and I kind of checked out all different kinds of phone meetings. But it was when I got on A Vision for You that things really started to change And um, I don't know exactly what is happening or what happened, but I just really think it's a miracle. So regarding the steps, I would have to say that I was into action and willing to go to any lengths. I was uh, right now, and I'm working with a sponsor who I found on the special edition um, um, probably about a month, between a month and six weeks ago. And today, um, by the grace of God, I have 40 days of absence, and that could just make me absolutely cry because I can't even tell you the last time I had, like, totally clean 
wonderful abstinence like that. Um, and I'm so grateful. But on page 73 in the big book, um, I just read at the top, it says, um, having persevered with the rest of the program, they wondered why they fell. We think the reason is that they never completed their house cleaning. And then down a little further, it says they had not learned enough of humility, fearlessness, and honesty in the sense we find it necessary until they told someone else all their life story. And that um, he wants to enjoy the alcoholic a certain reputation, but knows in his heart he doesn't deserve it. And the inconsistency is made worse by the things he does on his sprees. And that's really how I was feeling when I came in. I was just feeling like, I don't know, a hypocrite or like my life and my um, my words and my actions weren't completely matching. But now I'm just really leaning into the tools instead of food and I'm really feeling all of my feelings. And I'm telling you, in the first few weeks, I kind of felt like I was losing my mind. But I just kept calling people and talking to people. And there's so many beautiful people in this program. So I just want to encourage all the newcomers today. And I'm just, uh, I'm coming to the conference. And I just, if you knew how excited I was to meet you, I can barely stand it. I, I just, it's such a gift that we, we have our voices and now we're going to get to put faces with it. So I just want to say uh, many blessings to all of you today and thanks, Leah, for your service um, and all of you. I pass. Thank you, Kathy G. Julie M., followed by Janice M. Hello, this is Julie M., recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. Thank you so much. Um, I I feel like the step that I'm working the most daily is step 11, though I'm living in 10, 11, and 12. Um, I think back to when I was deep in the disease before I had found OA, and I was, you know, constantly reading self-help books and trying to, I was working on things that I didn't know were encapsulated in the steps. And I opened a book by a famous spiritual guy, and he basically started the book by saying that he's worked with thousands of people, and the bottom line in everybody as a therapist that he'd worked with was that they lacked spirituality. And I remember feeling so hopeless in that minute because I felt like I wasn't raised with religion, I wasn't raised with spirituality, I had no spirituality, and how on earth do you just get spirituality? And I had no idea coming into OA that that's what I would get. And I'm so overwhelmed by that right now. Um, you know, like most of us, I came in to lose weight and I was miserable. Losing the weight is not what has changed my life and made it worth living. It's having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. And it's learning a formula for living, which is how I feel what the steps has given me to be happy, joyous, and free and to be useful. You know, I think back to when I learned step three, the, the third step prayer, I used, to, I used to write it down so that I could memorize it so that when we said it out loud at my face-to-face meeting, I wouldn't look like an idiot. And the thing that's so funny is I don't know how many times I had to write that prayer to understand the line that says, 
Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help. I kept praying for take away my difficulties so that I don't have to feel pain. And it took me forever to realize, no, take away my difficulties so that I can be useful to God and my fellows. And I, I'll finish up by saying that my where I am right now with, my, with step 11, with my spirituality, is basically encapsulated in the unawakening part of step 11 on page 86. And it says, in thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. And I feel like that has, that is where I live. That's what has happened for me. And I, I sense that I, I, I put out questions or I, I give the universe or I give my higher power something I'm not sure about. And I sense an opening of my heart, an opening of my arms to the universe. And I wait. And sometimes I don't get answers immediately or it could be days, it could be weeks. But the more quiet I am, I hear the answers. They come to me. But I have to listen and I have to be quiet and I have to seek the connection with my higher power. And that is what has just changed my life. And the bottom line for me in program is not that I've lost weight. It's that I have gone from hating myself and waking up with suicidal thoughts to actually loving myself and feeling like I have value and knowing that I can work with another and support them in gaining value as well. And I am so grateful to program. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Julie M. Janice M. followed by Lynn S. and Melinda H. Well, good morning to you, Leah, and everyone on the line. My name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, I don't want to sound like, uh, you know, reading the big book, that I'm reading the big book because I'm not reading the big book. I'm just going to share my experience, my checklist of how I live every day and walk this path that my higher power has chosen for me because these are the promises. I'm not going to list them all, but I'm just doing my own checklist. You know, there are many others. Um, As a result of living all of these 12 steps, not just today, but I hopefully will live them tomorrow, every day, not just one of the steps or a favorite step, it's all of the steps like it was mentioned. Now, for me, I either will put a check or not a check. And the only promise that I've, all of these promises have come true to me. All of these, uh, because see, these were, were standards of my higher power. And let me tell you, you know, we might sound like, oh, a broken record. You know, these are the promises. This is how we live. But it's true. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> I've been on a long time. I'm 75 years old. And I've had people say, oh, yeah, but you had to wait 25 years before you did all this. Well, you have a choice. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. You, you can stop now. But anyway, for me, it's clear to me today and hopefully every day till I die that I am a compulsive overeater. 
and I cannot manage my life by me. Now I know, and I know it from the, from the bottom of my heart when it happens, that I'm managing it. Um, and I, the only thing I do perfect with all these promises is this step and the second step, that it's clear to me with my experience now that no human power could ever relieve me of this compulsive overeating and that I know because I found this power to doing the rest of the steps. And I have to do this every day. I can't forget this. So if this is the perfection, we, you know, because I used to forget all the time. Well, maybe I'm not. Now, after step four, I ask myself, you know, I have begun, believe you me, to learn tolerance, and this is all from the big book, patience, kindness, and love. And that's real for me because I could never do that. Maybe with you I could, but not with other people. I look today as, um, I look today uh, on my enemies as sick people. And I've learned and I practice that there's a lot of truths that are still being revealed to me. And after step five, I ask myself, you know, can I look the world in the eye? Can I look face to face to you and say, yeah, I'm not eating this, or I'm being kind, or I'm being unkind, whatever it is, you know. And I do feel that I'm on the broad highway, walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. And then, you know, we know the promises of step nine, and I've experienced guaranteed every single one of them. Do I do it all perfectly? No, it doesn't come easy sometimes, but I know where to go to find help for that. And then, of course, I know now that sanity, not completely, this is progress, not perfection. The only one that's perfect is 100% that I'm powerless about eating compulsively, um, that, yeah, I, some sanity, a lot of sanity has returned. And, of course, I am seldom interested in food. Do I, does a thought come every once in a while? Sure. But I don't act on it. And I'm not fighting anything. And I'm not fighting anyone. Because the problem will be removed by my higher power. And, of course, now I'm not selfish. I'm God conscious. And the best thing that I can do is keep improving my conscious contact. And I have to do that every day, every morning before the meeting, before the minute I get up, I say, dear God, I arise to do your will today. And of course, after step 12, I checklist, have I helped somebody today? Have, they, have I answered their call? Am I taking somebody through the 12 steps? And my checklist is check, check, check. Well, you know, check, but you can improve here. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice M. Lynn S., your turn. Good morning. This is Lynn S., a recovered compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. I'm so grateful to this meeting, and I'm so grateful for program because now when somebody does ask me what step I'm on, I know. I know right now I'm clearing up a lot of step nine work, and I'm also um, realizing how fluid the steps are. So definitely, yes, I'm on 9, I'm, I'm doing 10, 11, and 12, but also as, I'm, as the days go by, some days I'm on step 2, some days I have to focus there, some days I have to, you know, when I'm doing a step 10 again, I, I really go back through 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9, maybe in more depth than I would have before. And it's, um, 
the last two days, I tell you, I have had such a time, um, and I'm, I'm right on the step 10 promises, we have ceased fighting anything or anybody because my back goes up and my nose is getting out of joint with the gardener and the bank, and that phrase has come up right then and there and stops me in my tracks and removes the agitation and removes the doubt, and I know I've stopped fighting anything or anybody. So I'm just so grateful to the words in the book. I'm so grateful to Vision for stressing this is how you work the program. I am blessed to be able to know what step I'm actively working and the contacts that I have made through Vision, who are people I phone on a daily basis and throw program back in my face. It's a miracle, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn S. Melinda H. Can someone tell me how late the meeting goes, please? Approximately 10 a.m. Eastern. Thank you. Sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt. Melinda H., star one to unmute. Yes, can you hear me? I can. Welcome. Okay, thank you so, so much. My name's Melinda H. from Virginia. And I know there's a God because somebody from Vision called me just a little bit ago who lives only an hour away from me who is willing to give me a ride up to the conference. So now I have, I mean, this is a God thing because I was just waiting on um, some assistance. Anyway, um, I was up to working 10, 11, and 12 with my sponsor and I went on a trip and let myself get too hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. And um, I ate uh, when I got home and just ate and ate and ate. So I'm currently, uh, through the doctor's opinion, with my sponsor, and now we're on Bill's story, and I'm preparing to... um, Tell, tell how I feel about Bill's story as if I've never uh, talked about it before or ever told her about it before. And I'm, I am looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to finishing the steps again so that I can be in 10, 11, and 12. I do still send my 11th step inventory at night to her every night along with my food for the next day. Uh, I feel that's good for me to do the reflection every day, especially the resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid. Um, I feel incredibly grateful that I have my sponsor. Um, I feel really, really connected. I, I'm just incredibly grateful. I feel like I've been relieved of the obsession with food at this time. And um, if I continue to enlarge my spiritual life, God willing, I will, I will stay in recovery and get to that recovered point. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Melinda H. A vision for you poses the question to our individual members this morning. What step are you on? Please share for three minutes. 
where you're at in your recovery process, what you're strengthening and enriching in your process this morning. Star one to unmute if you'd like to share. That's okay from Ohio. Cynthia C. Judy B. Cynthia C. Kathy Joe. Devorah S. Vanessa K. Esther F. Judith R. Esther F. Sandy F. Lindsay D. Tension T. Greg F. Okay, this is who I have. I know I miss people. I have a Jody, but I don't have a last initial. Cynthia C, Kathy Joe P, Devorah S, Judith R, Esther S. Hi, I'm on meeting. Tenzin P, Lindsay. I'm going to eat and shower. Can you shower before me? Cynthia C, can you please mute? Thank you. Oh, sorry. Ann B. Jody B. Okay, Jody. Why don't we start with you? Jody B, Cynthia C, Kathy Joe. P, Deborah S is my initial lineup, and I'll catch everybody else. Jody B, go ahead. Judy B. Judy B. This is this is Judy B from uh, Burlington, Massachusetts, and so grateful to be on the meeting. So grateful to be with you. I've been recovered by God's grace, and I'm just so grateful for that. So grateful for OA and for a vision for you and for all of the people who give service to this meeting and to all of the people who work with others. I went to my first meeting many, many years ago in Framingham, Mass., and I saw on the walls the 12 steps of recovery. And I saw steps 3 and 11, and I knew I knew that I had found my home. I was just so full of hope and and so full of 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 the knowing that I was not alone anymore. And um, the steps right away, I knew the steps were were vital. And um, today, now I'm living in steps ten, eleven, and twelve. And uh, I do have to say that my very favorite sentence in the big book is our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. And that is, uh, that is how I'm trying to live my life. Um, I just ask God every day to show me, uh, the next right step and to show me who I can be helpful to and ask him to take away my fears and, and any uh, ill things that come up. I'm just, I'm just so grateful that, um, that this program is here. And I, I pray that he will help me to become a more effective sponsor as I, as I work with others, because I just see it so important that we, we encourage others to work with other people so that this program can go on and on and on. It's such an altruistic movement, and I'm so grateful to all of you. Looking forward to meeting you at the convention. Thank you all. With Thank that, you. I pass. 
Thank you, Judy B. Thank you. Cynthia C., you're up. Star one to unmute. Thank you so much, Leah. Can you hear me? I can. Thank you. My apologies for the interruption before. Um, Thank you, Leah, for your service. Thank you, everybody else who has done anything with this group at all for your service. I have such enormous gratitude for this meeting, you know, six days a week. It is probably the mainstay of my program besides, you know, all the step work I do. Um, I also want to say that Cynthia C., um, Recovering Compulsive Overeater and Food Addict from the Boston area. I am going to the conference. I'm very excited. I have a large minivan, so if anybody in the area needs a ride, I am happy to take, I have one person coming with me, I'm happy to take other people. Um, In terms of what step I'm on, I, like many other people, need to be reminded of all the steps every morning. Um, I, I found a, a list of 12-step prayers, which I find extremely helpful on a website, Friends of Bill W. And I actually try to use that every morning possible to just go through the steps, to be reminded of set-aside prayer, to remind myself using that first-step prayer that I'm powerless, the second-step prayer that I, you know, still struggle with relationships at times. Just that reminder of where I'm coming from. It hasn't been so long since I've been in program. Every day saying the third step prayer, turning my will and my life over to my higher power, asking my higher power to remove my character defects. Um, now I'm working on my amends and I'm living in steps 10, 11, and 12 every day. I think the thing that helps me the most in program right now is the 10th step is whenever I find myself feeling restless, agitated, upset, wanting to eat, I can catch myself, whether it's with my children, my husband, colleagues, a friend, someone at the grocery store, whatever, that I can catch myself right away and either call somebody or use a 10-step app I have and like text somebody uh, a 10-step or something like to get it out. I no longer have to sit with that. If it's times where I really can't do either, then I can walk through that 10-step just like I do my fourth step, you know, and, and turn that over to my higher power. I no longer have to sit with any of those resentments. That is to me like, I don't know, like this enormous amount of freedom. That is the hugest change. And then when I do my 11-step nightly review and I send that to my sponsor, I use an app for that. And and, and, and those few times, those times where I haven't had a resentment during the day, that's amazing to me. I don't think I ever, before I came into program, had days where I didn't have any resentments. I mean, that's, to me, just, I don't know, it's amazing. And, and every day I feel like I have to work on my living amends, especially, you know, to, to everybody in my life, but especially to my children and my husband, to think about how, you know, how do I live differently? How do I, how am I present without sticking my face in the food every time I have a feeling, you know, how do I be present? And it's amazing to me each day, small steps. And I, and I think that the phrase progress, not perfection, is so important to me. You know, I'm not going to do anything perfectly. I'm not going to do anything perfectly, whether it's, you know, I, there are things I can't, you know, with, with food. If I think I have, you know, there's whatever, something's missing in the house. I plan really well, but whatever it is, I'm not going to be 100% perfect. And for me, to forgive myself, to, you know, to forgive myself, to forgive everybody else. I don't need to beat up on myself. If I, you know, if there's something I do, the step work imperfectly, I'm still here today. I still have this next moment to recover a 
forgive myself, forgive anybody else, and and to do it without judgment today. So I just, I'm so grateful for this meeting. And again, if anybody needs a ride from the Boston area, I'm happy to drive you to the conference. With that, I'll pass, Cynthia C. Thank you, Cynthia C. We're going to hear from Kathy Joe P. You'll need to star one to unmute, and then Devorah S., Judith R., Esther F., and Lindsay B. Kathy Joe P., you're up. Hi, this is Kathy Jo P., a recovered compulsive overeater in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I am going to the conference. I'm very excited. Um, I think that I came to these steps to lose weight and um, somehow or another learn to behave. And I have to tell you, I'm learning to behave, but I don't behave all the time. And that's why I'm so glad I have these steps 10, 11, and 12 to live in. I recently had a situation where my niece and nephew were staying with me, and I was out of sorts as we were packing up to get to my daughter's play. And I did take a time out out front of my house to call a fellow and make a 10-step call and figure out what my part was and knowing I need to make amends. I didn't want to do it right then and there. I just was so embarrassed because I had misbehaved. And I, um, we traveled, we got to our spot, and luckily another fellow reached out to me who needed help, and I took her call, and at the end of the, the call, I said to her, I need to make amends, and I haven't yet, and I'm stalling, and I want to commit to you to doing that right now. And I came back to the table with my husband, my niece, and my nephew, and I said, my amends. And she coached me, and she said, keep it simple. You're making amends to children. And that was good guidance. And I sat down, and I did my amends. And at the end of the meal, my husband had like a four-course meal. I said to him, what was your favorite part of the meal? I'm a compulsive overeater. He's not. And he said, My favorite part was you apologizing and your cute smile. And I realize now I did not come here for losing weight or learning to behave, but I came for that. And what I want to call that is connection. And when I came back to the program five years ago, someone said, we are here to remove everything that keeps us from our connection to God. And, man, that's what I need. That's why I'm here. Because when I have that connection, I have everything I need. And I thank all of you for helping me have that. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Kathy, Joe P., Deborah S. Star one to unmute. Hi. Good morning, everyone. Hi, it's Devorah S. from New Jersey, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, and thank you all and Leah for this wonderful meeting. And, you know, pick something that's my best part of this book and what I'm working on. It's like asking a kid to go into a candy store and pick what they like. You know, it's like, that's that's a hard one. Um, but all I know is that I came into this program feeling um, desperate. I was desperate. Um I was grossly overweight. I was very sick, and um, I needed to 
and I needed to lose the weight under everybody's uh, doctors and my family. Everybody was concerned about me. So the first and foremost thing that I had to do was put down the food. I did not think about growing spiritually, emotionally, and, and growing up, period. So, you know, step one was the most important thing that I did each day, every day, for a very, very long time. And thank God I... You know, I grew in this program because I saw that that just wasn't enough. I was sore. I was still restless, irritable, and discontented and very selfish. And it says here in the book, selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. And, you know, that's what I work on each day, you know, getting rid of that selfishness. How can I be of ultimate service to you, God, and to people around me and my family? How can I give of myself? For so long, I hibernated and I lived in the disease and I didn't want to be part of life and today I live to be part of life and I live in these steps because this is this this gives me life by just showing up and being there for others and getting out of myself and I believe that would be living in step 12 and step 12 you know really includes all the steps you know and each morning I have I wake up in the morning and I say the first three steps and I add ask God to direct my thinking because my head, you know, is a very dangerous place to go. It forgets things. I have to reconnect and I have to ask God to direct my thinking that it be divorced. That's like a strong word, divorce and self-seeking, honesty, selfish mode. Cut me off from, from those character defects and connect me with you, God. And, you know, I live in the truth today. You know, the lies, I tell myself there are so many lies, dishonesty. I tell myself I'm not good enough. They don't, you know, nobody cares about me, blah, 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 all these lies that I tell myself. But, you know, today I could live in the truth. And what is the truth? The truth is that, you know, I'm powerless, that's for sure. I have no control over people, places, and things. Forget the food. Like, I have no control over anybody in my in my house, what they do, and whatever. Um, and, but you know what? <clears throat> you know, there is a God for me, and I'm not it, and I can't control anybody. And the truth is that God has my back and God, God loves me and he knows about every single fiber. He knows that I, he knows that I have, he knows they, how many hairs I have on my body. So like, who am, like, so I just give it over and trust God that he has my back and, you know, and, and that's it. And that's, you know, is it always perfect? No, but you know what? I have these steps to lean into. I have the community, the, the, the OA fellowship to call and to do a fear turnaround and to, to get rid of whatever is going on. When things crop up, I need to take care of it. And today I can live in the solution and not live in that dark, deep pit of self-pity and remorse and self-centeredness. And, um, you know, every day is another day where I get to work these steps, step one all the way through. And what a privilege that is and has given me my life. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thanks, Devora. Judith R., followed by Esther F. Good morning, Leo. Good morning, Vision. This is Judith R. in Vermont, gratefully recovered. Um, 38 years ago, I came in, didn't like it too much, messed around for four years, and then found a how meeting that changed everything and worked th- got abstinent, worked the steps to the best of what I knew at that time, which was not at all 
the fullness of the big book, but um, it was enough that God was able to remove the food and the not only the compulsion, but also the obsession. And I just remembered that that day I was like, oh my God, I'm not even thinking about it. So I lived that way for many, many years and sponsored that way. And when I found vision, I was like, well, am I recovered? Am I not? I couldn't figure it out at first. And I finally realized God removed the food, but God did not remove the resentments and the other character defects because I didn't know how to ask him to do that. So since then, I've been working on that part of it. And I finally redid step four. Um, I complicated it extremely much, got myself really confused, but did it and um, did did through nine very slowly. Oh, my God, I was so scared of nine. And now I'm living in 10, 11, and 12. I'm not good at 10 because I'm not good at pausing. I'm good at 11 because I do it every night and I have a person I talk to every night. And my 12 step is becoming stronger and more reliable. But now I'm um, back on step four and I'm doing it through Herb K and very slowly and very deliberately and very lovingly. And so um, resentment is the number one offender. It destroys more alcoholics, compulsive readers, and I think people in general than anything else. From it stem all forms of spiritual disease, and that's what I wasn't getting all those years. Was I was close to God and having a wonderful, loving relationship with God, but I didn't know how to turn over the yucky parts of myself. And so I was living in self-righteousness without meaning to and without wanting to. So for all that, I'm so grateful and love all you guys and see you soon. Thanks. With that, I pass. Thank you, Judith R. Esther F., star one to unmute, followed by Lindsay B., Craig F., and Tenzin P. Esther S., star one to unmute. Can you hear me now? I do hear you, Esther. Hi, I'm Esther F. from upstate New York, and I never share because I'm too nervous. But I have to thank everybody for this wonderful meeting, and thank you, Leah, for all you do for us. I came in to these rooms over 42 years ago weighing well we knew it took two skills to weigh me and we the rooms were doing the one two three dance once in a while I did a fourth step and after a while I just gave up last year the end of November I heard about visions and I begged and begged to get a sponsor. And at that point, I wanted to step so badly. I stayed. I mostly listened to podcasts. And I stayed in the program because I needed it, like I needed my life. And I got, I became a sponsor. And since then, I know every morning 
when I wake up after I thank my maker, God, for being here, I realize that my life is unmanageable, and I ask him to let it help me make it manageable. And because I'm not God, I can't do it. And I have God ask him to help me. And I live the day working the steps. Thank God for my son, who is wonderful. All my son, wonderful. And I pause during the day. I do do a 10 step. I am grateful that I try to live in spiritually fit. I'm on the train, which is a great blessing to me, and it helps me do the 11th step at night, every night. Besides saying my prayers at night during the day, I go ahead and do my gratitude and do my resentment that I miss during the day if I did a 10th step which I have to work on. I don't do that as much as I should. But then in the morning I know that I'll do the 11th step, and whoever my partner is is wonderful, my partner on the train. And I do the 11th step, and this is a blessing to me because I go over my day before and go over my character defects and work on any resentments I had the day before. And it helps me grow. I know without this, I would be back in my food. And even though I came in here for the food and by the grace of God, I'm down to a normal weight. And I don't really have to lose anymore. I didn't come in here for that. I mean, I came in here for that. But I found so much more. I've been given the gifts. The promises have been given to me, and I live in such a happy. I, I can't explain it. I see life so differently. I, when I do get down, which I was the other day, most fun see, saw it, and she helped me get out of it, helped me see what was wrong, and it is wonderful because this program it's the best thing that ever happened to me, and I am so grateful to have it, and I'm grateful for this meeting. I don't know if I would be alive today if I wouldn't have this, and it just keeps me going. I wake up every morning, never woke up early in my life. I am a late person, but I look forward to this meeting. Every morning, do my best to listen to all three and try to live in the steps because this is my life. Without it, I don't know where I'd be. I wouldn't be able to be have anything. This is my life, and I'm so grateful to all of you, and I thank you for being here. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Esther S., Lindsay B., followed by Craig F., Tenzin P., Sandy S., Melissa K., Anne N. H., and Diane D. Hello, this is Lindsay B. from New Hampshire. Can you hear me? 
I can. Welcome. What a brilliant idea, this topic this morning. I love it, especially with the um, convention approaching. And um, it's something incredibly grateful. Um, I'm on step four, and um, I I love what someone said at the beginning about, you know, we're all at different uh, stages, and also we don't work the, the steps exactly the same way. And um, for me, going through the fourth step again, um, I realized that the last time I did it, for the first time, I really focused on the fears. And for me, I kept sort of having a hard job sort of trying to find places where I felt resentment still. And uh, and then I decided I really needed to look at the fears. And oh my goodness, the, the stuff that's come up in the last few days and um, I hurt my foot, which another blessing in disguise forced me to be on my off my feet all day long, and I ended up doing a, a lot of my my fears inventory. And I was crying, sobbing through the whole thing, and it felt like, oh my gosh, this is the work. This is exactly where I need to be. And and so many of the fears were 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 all you know, the, the same thing, you know, where am I, you know, trusting my, my, my finite self? And of course, all of them, I, yeah, I'm relying on myself. And being able to go through each one of those fears and specifically, you know, state what the fear was and, um, you know, why I had the fear, you know, and yes, I relied on myself, you know, and then individually going through the prayer in a way that I hadn't done before, you know, God, I ask that you take and then I would name the specific fear from me and let me do your will and every time I did that I just start crying again it was like oh my gosh how many more tears do I have but it was this sense of like relief of you know by the time I'd finished and then I'd get to the end part where you know what would what would God want me to be you know what what what's God's answer and it was amazing how being connected to this source I just knew exactly, you know, like God was there with me. And of course, it ended up being a lot of repetition of what it was I needed to do. And um, and a lot of it was like just really going back to that first step. Yes, we know I'm powerless over the food, but I kept thinking that somehow, you know, by understanding what this fear was and why I had it, that I could make it go away. But I couldn't. I have absolutely no power to take this away and just being able to let God. So... I was a little bit concerned at the end of it because I felt like, um, you know, because previously I'd had three days of really the food was calling me and it terrified me, the idea of picking up. But then when I got through this, I felt this incredible relief and I was afraid this morning that the tears were going to continue and they might come back. But I basically feel this incredible cleansing happen yesterday, this new lightness, this new, uh, you know, even though I'm a hard job walking, I still feel really buoyant. I feel like I'm being held and... um, so thank you all for being there. I love that we have this um, topic this morning and, and, and have an opportunity to listen to so many of your beautiful voices. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Lindsay B. Craig S., you're up. Star one to unmute. Craig F., can you hear me? I can. Good morning. Thanks, Leah. Good morning. Um, I was sitting here getting ready to work the tenth step because I thought I was being ignored. No, I'm kidding. Um, the uh, um, it's a great topic. Um, good to do the reflection. Um, I'm recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then to me, saying I'm recovered means that I'm living in 10, 11, and 12. Um, 
where, where I'm at specifically, I, I start by telling you, when I first came in 27 years ago, they gave me a list of questions to answer that were supposed to be the, the answer to the 33 or 32 questions, and that was how you work the first three steps. They were called the Westminster questions. And, and uh, one of the questions that stuck in my mind, though, went something like write about the difference between uh, motivation, inspiration, and discipline. And I think that stuck in my mind because I knew that I could do things when I was inspired to do them or motivated to do them, but I had very little discipline in my life. Um, it, it was just, you know, I had a father that was very disciplined. Uh, I watched him work, you know, um, and I watched him do things even when he didn't want to do them, you know, and, and that was, to me, uh, one of the hallmarks of discipline. Um, but... Um, I, I, he, he told me I needed to go to the service. I didn't go because I would get learn discipline. Um, but anyway, I, uh, uh, I I came back into this program um, and started a vision back in October. And I came back in because I was in the hospital, uh, and it was related to my weight and uh, my um, uh I had my doctor told me that I had a 25% chance of not making it out of the hospital alive and a 40% chance of, pro, of maybe losing my legs and uh, from the knee down and 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 that's motivation and and uh, you know and, and maybe even some inspiration and uh, I, I began working this program like my hair was on fire and uh, and you know I had that gift of desperation at that point. And uh, I, I think that one of the reasons it's so important to get through those first nine steps quickly and uh, efficiently is that um, w w most of us do start with uh, the gift of desperation, and we start with the, with motivation and, and maybe some inspiration to get um, to get recovered, to get through some terrible period in our life that we don't want to be in, but. If we don't get through that and get into that discipline that comes with working 10, 11, and 12 on a daily basis and begin to develop that discipline, um, we're, we're going to be like so many that, uh, that we've watched over the years, myself included, you know, kind of one-year wonders. Um, you know, we, we come in and we, and, and, uh, we have this turnaround in our life and everything goes great for a while and then um, we haven't developed the tools to handle life on life's terms on a daily basis. And, and so today, uh, to the best of my ability, I am exercising those disciplines. And, and by that I mean that to the best of my ability and, and I'm working on my integrity, my, my honesty, I'm examining my honesty and not trying not to minimize emotional upset so that I do my 10th steps when they come up. And and I'm uh, doing my nightly review. I'm doing my prayers when I awake, my prayers throughout the day. I have an alarm set on my phone for every two hours to remind me to take a minute and, and uh, make sure that I haven't left God out of what I'm doing, that I um, you know that I'm seeking to be a service to to God and to others, and uh, uh, you know I sponsor as much as I can. I, 
I try to never say no to another man that needs a, a guide through the through the steps, and and uh, you know I I, I stay in, focused in that, and it becomes my life, and that discipline that uh, that I'm learning from that um, enlarges my spiritual life. Bill Wilson, somebody read pages on page 14 earlier, but down at the very bottom of that page, Bill said. Um, we, we enlarge our spiritual life through self-sacrifice and working with others. And, and uh, you know, later on it tells us that uh, we have a daily reprieve based on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. And, and so if I'm uh, working 10, 11, and 12, and if I'm uh, practicing that self-sacrifice and working with others, and I'm doing the, the 10 and the 11, I have a daily reprieve. And uh, with a daily reprieve, built on another daily reprieve, built on another daily reprieve, um, over a period of time, I, I hopefully will can uh, grow uh, and uh, grow in, in my effectiveness to serve others and to serve God. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Craig S., Tenzin P., followed by Sandy S., Melissa K., N. N.H. and Diane D. Tenzin P. Star one to unmute. Hello. Hi, Tenzin. Oh, sorry, I I was off the line for a second. Um, good morning, everyone. Um, thank you so much to all. It's so it's so inspiring uh, and motivational to hear the individual experience, strength, and hope about how we're all working the steps. So I thank you all. Um, I'm on step nine right now, and um, I wanted to share a few points about my experience so far. I'm early in step nine, but um, I find that I get just a little bit teary when I'm actually making me a man face-to-face. You know, I'm not weeping, but I well up a little bit. And I, I'm i just observing that it's more real than when I'm just writing it out and reading it to my sponsor. Um, and as well, the, I, I wanted to express appreciation about the the format and the paradigm we use out of the big book that's recommended for how to write the ninth step laments out in advance and how to keep it simple and direct. My sponsor is always reminding me, no stories, keep it simple, because that's something I'm needing to work on. Um, So also, people have sometimes given me, oh, People, can you hear me okay, I hope? We uh, hear people, you. Okay, someone else is calling in, I'm sorry. Um, people have sometimes given me additional um, feedback and examples after I make my amend, and it's been helpful. I notice in myself a difference that I'm not defensive, um, that I can that I can take in what they're saying, and process it later, maybe, but I, I can hear that this is God speaking through um, the people I'm making amends to. Um, and I also notice that 
uh, it this surprises me, but why should it? I'm seeing the people a little bit more as real people. And, you know, um, connection with others and God has been such a big hole in my soul that I'll be working on with the help of this recovery for the rest of my life. So, you know, it's a very moving thing that on some subtle level that I that doesn't really have words, they become more real. And um, lastly, I wanted to share that uh, two people so far, first my ex-husband and then someone else. I, I, write, I write the uh, amends out and I say at the beginning of when I'm speaking with them, please, um, I'm going to read to you, but please know this is coming from my heart. And at the end of uh, amends so far, the people have said to me, well, what are you going to do with that piece of paper? Could I have it? And, you know, I say, sure. And um, so so I know that on some level it's not only affecting me, but it's affecting the people I'm making amends to, and maybe it's affecting other people too. Um, so I thank you for all all that are on the line and all that aren't on the line. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Tenzin P. Sandy S. Star one to unmute. Sandy S. Let's move on to Melissa K. Star one to unmute Melissa K. Ann N H, are you available to share? How about Diane D? Yes, this is Diane D. I'm available. Can you hear me? I can. Please go okay. ahead. Okay. I wanted to share about my step four. When I completed it just recently, you know, I read those promises and I thought, sure, everyone else, but I don't think they're for me. And when I met my sponsor, I wore black capris because that was how I felt at the time and I wore a yellow top in hopes that I would feel better and later by the time I arrived home there was a spring in my step because I certainly did feel better and I was surprised that things were coming true but now I realize the steps are never ending Because just last night when I shared something with my sponsor, she happened to say, oh, you have a resentment. And I realized they're ongoing. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Diane D. Melissa K. or NH, have you become available? Melissa 
perhaps not. Well, let's invite one more time. We'll take about seven more names, perhaps. Uh, again, a vision for you poses the question to you, our individual members. What step are you on? Please share what you're implementing in your life today, how you're enriching your spiritual growth. Star one to and unmute. Gina R. Linda R. Kathy K. Linda R. I don't know if you heard. Linda R. I have Ann K. I have Ann K. Gina R. Kathy K. Linda R. I'll take about three more. Lori T. Lauren T. Anyone else? We'll take a couple more. Going once. Twice. Three times. All minds clear. Okay. The lineup is Ann K, Gina R, Kathy K, Linda R, and Lori T. Go ahead, Ann K, please. Anne K. Yes, hi, this is Anne K. I was um, muted accidentally. Uh, good morning, Anne K. from North Carolina. Can you hear me? I can. Thank you. Okay. Uh, very important step, although I'm, I'm working in step 10, 11, and 12, is step two. Uh, that represented to me a ladder in which I, ha I was going to climb. Uh, step two is came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And uh, I go back to step two very often because without it, my life is uh, scrambling. And it brings me to what Dr. Silkworth said at the end of his letter. I earnestly advise every alcoholic to read this book through. And though perhaps he came to scoff, he may remain to pray. And... Uh, uh, I really think it's it's a very important step. It means in, out of the chaos, uh, I believe in God, and uh, God is very important in my life. That um, the stars are aligned, there is a synchronicity to the universe, and uh, of late I have begun to practice uh, the religion into which I was born, which is a miracle in my life. And in step 12, um, my one sponsee at this time, uh, I observed this morning after she uh, reviewed step five with me that there were miracles in uh, her life. And that is amazing to me, that miracles were happening in her life that I never thought I, I, want, I don't take responsibility because God was present in, at every discussion we've had. But it's very enriching for me to, to be a sponsor and to see someone grow in the program. And that is all. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Ann Kay. Gina R., your turn. Thank you so much, Leah, and everybody on the line. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Green Valley, Arizona. I um, don't have my timer, so I'm hoping you'll time me, Leah. 
I am now in 10, 11, and 12, and I would say um, the miracle for me for doing that is um, being able to wake up in the morning, first of all, wanting to wake up and not having um, the train going through my head of all the stuff that I didn't do the day before and how am I going to get it done today and beating myself up for any of it. Um, The miracle for me in this program over the last year was I was able to be released um, certainly for some body weight. And I am one of those people who, um, if you had looked at me, you, you, you might have thought I was a little bit overweight, but I wasn't um, morbidly obese. And so I never really knew in my heart if I um, belonged here. I just knew that I would try to diet and would take weight off and it would come back. So for me, the, the taking the weight off really wasn't the issue. What's, what's been unfolded for me is um, not only the shackles being removed from the bondage that I put myself in through my self-righteousness, my controlling nature, and um, self-pity because I didn't think people were obviously doing what I thought they should do, that and the weight that, that, that those shackles held, that is what has been released. And now I, I don't feel like it's a burden if even though I was a know-it-all and I wanted everybody to, to have my opinion, I got upset or pissed off if you actually asked me a question because I thought you should already know what the answer was or what I was thinking. And that is a miracle for me. And so I would say my emphasis and my focus is really to get into step 12. I had been in a sister program for many, many, many years, and I never I never sponsored the way the big book describes coming from actual experience. I only um, told people what to do based on my own opinion. So I'm grateful for the opportunities that um, this particular meeting offers. And if nobody has um, rolled their sleeve up and thought that they could do a service position, please consider that. It has been one of the the biggest joys. It has been scary at times um, because you don't know what's going to happen on the phone line, especially if you host um, the second hour that's unrecorded. But that has been where some beautiful blessings and miracles have come true for me. And what I mean by that is actually interacting with my fellows here on the line. So with that, I am so grateful and I look forward to continuing to serve in that capacity. And now that I'm getting better settled here, um, you'll be hearing me announce myself to be a sponsor. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Gina R. Cassie K, star one to unmute. Thank you, Leah, for all your service. And thanks to everyone who has shared today. Um, I, um, I am so grateful to have listened Uh, carefully to everyone's share. I really didn't know what I wanted to share until just now. Um, 
because I do live in 10, 11, and 12, and I do try uh, to visit every single step over the course of my day, which usually happens. Um, But I realize that, in fact, my spiritual searching right now is connected to steps 2, 3, and 11. Um, I have had this um, not Kathy Kay, we lost you. I'm sorry. Can you hear me, Leah? Yes, I can. Oh, okay. I don't know what happened there. Um, so I I am focused on enhancing my conscious contact with my higher power um, because I have a sense that um, I fall back into self-reliance all too easily on a daily basis. And um, I am inspired by those who have shared today on the connection they have with their higher power. I keep reviewing the agnostics, and I am reminded um, that uh, either God is or isn't, and that I am free to choose my own conception of my higher power. And I also realize, as others have shared, that taking time out during my day um, to listen is probably the best way to go about enhancing this connection. Um, But I I just wanted to be open about the fact that even though I've been through the steps several times with big book study and recent sponsors, I'm still aware that this is an ongoing process and that my connection to my higher power is limited and um, that I need to continue to focus my efforts on listening and receiving and being willing. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kathy Kay. Linda R., followed by Lori T., Good morning, Leah. Can you hear me? I can. One moment, please. Kathy Kay, if you could please mute yourself. Thank you so much. Linda R., go right ahead. Thank you, Leah. This is Linda R., recovered in in North Carolina. Very grateful to the fellowship. Thank you for your service. Um, Which steps am I really, you know, which is most effective in my life today? For me, every step. You know, to me, it's a a, a go-to as needed. However, the ones that I'm really, you know, concentrating on now are the 10, 11, and 12. And I just want to share that I came into program on November 29, 1971. I've been working the program for 40, 40, long time, 45 years. And the program is my life. So the steps really are the framework for my life. And the promises of the program, I am going to know a new happiness and a new freedom. So what I really want to share about is the happiness that I have gotten as a result of living these steps on a daily basis. And again, as everyone's sharing, this is a lifetime commitment. So it's taken a very long time. And 
each phase of my recovered state. You know, God revealed to me everything that I needed to know at the time when it was time for me to work on this. One of the wonderful miracles of my life is that God fostered me to go back and become a professional educator. Linda R., you're breaking up. Can you adjust your phone? I'm so sorry. We cannot hear you. All right. Let's move on, please. Thank you, Linda R. Uh, Let's move on now to our final share with Lori T., please. Um, Thank you so much. This is Lori T., gratefully recovered, compulsive eater, um, and happy member of a vision for you. So when I got to... um, this point, I'm not going to say what steps I'm on. I'm going to be elusive. Um, my sponsor and I were going to read a vision for you. And I said, well, what's the special edition number for that one? She said, well, it's really going to love them. And I thought, you know, that is, that is odd that, uh, that it's named after a vision for you. And there's not a ton of study and meanings on that text. So I'm going to read a little bit because for me, the people in this program from steps 1 to 12 have have helped me. So I'm going to read where I think that the people are and uh, from that chapter of vision for you. That he has found God and in finding God has found himself. So they knew they must help other alcoholics if they would remain sober. That motive became secondary. It was transcended by the happiness they found in giving themselves for others. They shared their homes, their slender resources, and gladly devoted their spare hours to fellow sufferers. They were willing by day or night to place a new man in their hospital. I'm going to cry because that's what you guys have done for me. They grew in numbers. They experienced a few distressing failures, but in those cases, they made an effort to bring a man's family into a spiritual way of living, thus relieving much worry and suffering. Aside from the fellowship and sociability, their prime object was to provide a time and a place where new people, such as me, might bring their problems. The very practical approach to the problem, the absence of intolerance of any kind, the informality, a genuine democracy, the uncanny understanding with which people had were irresistible. They had vision, envisioned a great reality, their loving and all-powerful creator. No one is too discredited or sunk too low to be welcomed cordially if he means business, being erected by the same vessel, being restored, and under one God with hearts and minds, Attuned to the welfare of others, things which matter so much to some people no longer signify much to them. How could they? Someday we hope that every alcoholic who journeys will find a fellowship with alcoholics anonymous for destination. You forget you have now tapped into environments greater than yourself. To duplicate with such backing, what we have accomplished is only a matter of willingness, patience, and labor. So our fellow worker will soon have friends galore. Some of them may sink and perhaps never get up. But if our experience is a criterion, more than half of those approached will become fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. When men in the city have found themselves and have discovered the joy of helping others to face life again, there will be no stopping until everyone in the town has had this opportunity to recover, if he can and will. Still, you may say, but I will not have the benefit of contact with you who write this book. We cannot be sure. 
God will determine. So you must remember that your real reliance is always on him. He will show you how to create the fellowship you crave. And I just am reading all that to say to people who crave enough to start this fellowship of it for you. It's saved my life. It's given me a friend and my sponsor and so many friends in this fellowship. It's given me an outlook on life I could never have had, and it saved my life. And I'm so incredibly grateful. I just want to say to anybody who's listening, whatever step you're on, continue, continue, continue. A vision for you is a place where recovery happens, and I am a living witness to that. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lori T. Thank you. And thank you to everyone for your participation this morning. Thank you for your commitment to recovery. And let's close from A Vision for You, page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.